Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, it looks like we are in for another month of self-isolation. Oh yeah, are you excited about this? Tell, tell me the truth, how do you feel? On a scale of one being, I'm good with this, to 10, I'm driving to Olympia after this show. Oh, I'm not gonna drive to Olympia because it's on the freeway, but um, <laughs> I mean, if I did drive. <laughs> that far I, I would drive to that's the only reason that's stopping you is that you're the freeway. hey you should be counting your blessings i didn't go to macadons this week because you just gave me so much crap about it <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah how do you feel about all of this you know i feel okay about it just to make it through to be healthy and to do it appropriately but then I went to go get takeout earlier and I went by Green Lake and I mean, <laughs> people aren't really trying like only <laughs> about like 25% of the people had masks on. And I'm just like, you guys, I almost pulled over the car and just started screaming at people, you know, because I'm just like, everybody needs to do their part. And this isn't helping. Like if I have to stay in my house longer because you want to go out in the sunshine, I'm just going to lose it. So like, I don't mind doing it. I just, I need to feel like collectively we're all doing it. And that's not what I saw today. So it's, it's a little stressful, but yeah. How about you? What are you thinking? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. It's like, we've been in the house for so long. Aren't, people kind of going to go stir crazy at this point. I don't condone the actions of people that, I don't know, they're, they're obviously not gathering. They're probably still practicing social distancing, but there's obviously a lot more people at the parks. I'm just not as intolerant with people hanging out at parks like Gasworks or Green Lake, just seeing crowded people anymore. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because they wore me down. Because <laughs> at the beginning at the beginning of all this, I was like, stay at home. What the F are you doing here? I know we can't swear, so that's obviously what the F, but and now I'm just like, whatever. I, I just I I can't I can't do it anymore. So I will if you want to go do that, then just just go do that. I'm I'm not going to be going to Green Lake anytime soon. But yeah, no, totally. And the and the parks aren't closed. Don't get me wrong. So people can go to the parks, and we should be getting fresh air and everything. But like you know, you're supposed to keep moving, and like people are just like there suntanning. Even by the you know pocket park by my house, like there were eight people standing in a circle, and there was like a couple kids running around. So clearly they were like visiting. They they weren't. They're not all living in the same house, obviously. Mm -hmm. And and they're like two feet apart from each other and so it's just like okay so now there are three different households hanging out none of you have mass uh, you, you know so like what's the deal here like this is the kind of thing that we're supposed to be talking about so no i mean i i think parks are totally fine as long as you keep moving but like still as far as i know today is may 3rd so there's still a restriction on how many people can gather together um, in one place. And, you know, I've been respecting that. You've been respecting that. It's not like we've been going out with the foodie fam. Um, right. It's five or less, five people or less. So it's just like, it's this sort of thing. Like people are just like, oh, well, it's going to change anyway. And, and so I agree, but we're not even at phase one yet. Today's May 3rd. We're not at phase one yet. <laughs> yes. we're, we're not there yet. And right. honestly, I was talking to my brother about this um, this weekend when we're doing food exchange because we do a food exchange every week. I'm just like, you know, I don't know if we actually could integrate overnight. So if the governor came out and said, you know, never mind about the phases, just as of this day, just go back to normal. I'm not sure that like emotionally we could actually deal with that. And I started thinking about that. Like, what would it be like to just try to go back to normal? And in some ways, it almost seems more harmful to do it that way. Because like you said, we've been, you know, at home for so long with the people that we're with or by ourselves. And I don't know how much I can tolerate being around people anymore. <laughs> I mean, my, my threshold was already quite low. <laughs> Well, you've seen those other states that have opened up and they did restaurants that opening up at 25% capacity. Mm -hmm. People have opened it, I think, in Georgia and maybe Texas, I think, recently did mm -hmm. it. I'm yeah. just using Georgia as an example because that's the one I see on CNN. They interviewed a couple of restaurants and they only got three customers in one day. Mm -hmm. Even though Georgia lifted all those restrictions, 
and their numbers are still climbing, the majority of the people are still staying at home. They know what's better. <laughs> yeah. For me, I, I think it's going to be like that too. When we go into phase two, it's not going to be everybody go out all at once on Monday when phase two is announced. Yeah. I think it's going to be people are still going to stay at home. And I, th I think it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I told you in past episodes, I'm I'm not going to be like, yes, let's go do it. I had a friend text me, hey, let's go hiking on this day and then let's go play golf on this day and then let's go another hike on the next day after. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> we got to slow this down. New phone I, am, I am all supportive of outdoor activities. I will go play golf one day, but I'm not going to do it three days in a row and, mm -hmm. and just continue doing this because i don't know what's going on it feels like it's the wild wild west out there right now so yeah for, for sure. me and another thing i know we got to get onto our show because this is the seattle foodie podcast and this is going to be a hot take monica i love the blue angels but can we stop having flyovers with the blue angels all around <laughs> the united states i feel like we could use government money in a better way maybe putting that towards benefits. <laughs> yes maybe paying people so they can eat or supplying more money to food banks potentially so people don't have to wait five miles in line for cars and that, this is another thing that comes back they did the flybys at the washington monument in dc and people are just crowded just mm -hmm. absolutely crowded it's fine i mean you you have like six feet apart with <laughs> groups but then when the flyover is over you have to get back on the walking path and you can't social distance doing the walking mm -hmm. path yeah i i don't know i don't know i don't you know i mean i don't dig that as like a motivational thing if i want to be motivated and inspired i'll watch like bill paxton on independence day giving his speech <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean or i'll watch braveheart like mel gibson you know i mean <laughs> it just doesn't do it for me so i mean i mean i get it. like people want to feel together and like they belong because this isolation is what it does is that it drives you apart and it disconnects you from humanity. So people are trying to find ways to hang on to that because, and it's not lost. We just forgotten and, and we'll remember. It's like riding a bike. And the blue angels aren't even going to fly over our houses. Not in Issaquah, <laughs> <laughs> not North Seattle. Well, maybe North Seattle. Well, they, do they fly that far in North Seattle? No, I don't think they do when they're, when they're in the seafair. So I don't think yeah, that's going to happen for us. Do they? In uh, because you know that's in the woods somewhere. Wow! <laughs> like, yeah. Eastern Washington. <laughs> wow. All of a sudden, I live in Spokane for some Ooh, reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! We better get onto the show. Okay, let's get on the show. <laughs> Welcome everybody. This is episode eighty-six of the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Mm -hmm. Monica, we've got a fun show today. We have one recap. Actually, it's not really a recap. Somebody sent us something over. I'll start it off. We got more beer. I hope you're happy, Monica. <laughs> Me? This is great. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't have to go out and get more alcohol. It yeah. just comes to you, right? That's true. That's true. It's been a good week. Any, any week I get beer or alcohol is a good week. Well, the good people from Pyramid Brewing Company sent us some beer this week. We each got a six-pack of their new Hazy Pale Ale. It's called the Subliminal State. It's got new citrus notes, and you can find it at grocery stores and beverage stores. You were just mentioning BevMo before the mm -hmm. show, Monica. Unfortunately, the Pyramid Ale House across from T-Mobile Park recently closed, but you can still purchase all of your favorite beers, their Curveball, their Hefeweizen, their hazy pale ale, subliminal state. You can all buy it at all the grocery stores and find them there. Yeah, it's really sad news to hear about that, but I think it's just a sign of the times. I mean, I you know, thinking about like what their business line is and in relationship to sporting events, and so really sad to hear that. It's especially tough because you don't know. Well, let's just talk about baseball specifically because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen there's proposals of the mariners mm -hmm. playing here or there's or the whole team and the rest of the major league baseball teams going down to arizona or yeah. florida to play their games down there in one ballpark so mm -hmm. you don't know what's happening unfortunately pyramid was a victim of covid Mm -hmm. I'm sure something's when everything's going to bounce back when the economy comes back in the end of the year or in a year or so or whenever this is, uh, I'm sure they'll be back because they're one of my favorite Hefeweizens, I mm -hmm. think. I think they are my favorite Hefeweizen that I'll enjoy in Seattle. Mm -hmm. No, it's a pretty good one for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's just really sad news. Um, but guys, you know, just because the alehouse is closed, that just gives you an excuse like 
get get your retail on get you some beer have it delivered go buy it during your grocery shopping we all need a way to get through this they all beer really helps the end of the week it's going to be in the mid 70s the best beer in the summertime has always been a curveball for me <laughs> okay monica so it still hasn't stopped us from eating this whole self-isolation thing. <laughs> i got gains so, i got gains <laughs> We got, got gains in the wrong way. <laughs> but... <laughs> Ooh, oh my. So what are we eating this week? You want to go first or you want me to check it out? Why don't you go first? Because um, I just did regular boring cooking and didn't really post any of it. So it's just all takeout for me. So why don't you, you start off first? Okay. I think your takeout is looks a way lot better than <laughs> most of what I've been making. <laughs> I've been reflecting when I was writing this, and this week's lesson I learned is that I'm never going to become a professional chef, Monica. So don't ever dream of me going to the CIA, or the other CIA for that matter. (laughs) I have such a deep appreciation for all restaurant chefs around Seattle, all cooks around Seattle. Let's just put it that way. How do they make these dishes so fast? I don't get it. (laughs) It takes forever for me to prepare a dish, and I only have enough just for myself. (laughs) Just are you serious you know they have like they have like line cooks and prep and like sous chefs and patients you you know it's just not one person (laughs) i'm aware of that but but i don't have a sous chef i don't have line cooks i don't have i'm my own executive chef sous chef and line cook at the same time there's so much chopping and prepping and frying it took so long this week is just uh, just like, okay, I'm going to start cooking at around four o'clock. How is it seven o'clock already? What just happened? I finished my meal at 7 p.m. It took me three hours to make all this. Well, Nelson, oh. I will tell you that it gets better. And so I think the same thing, like when my husband cooks, it takes him like an hour to two hours to cook like one dish. And I'm wondering like, what the heck is going on? Because when I'm cooking, I'm actually cooking like, two to four different things at once, whether it's for, you know, another meal that I'm getting a head start on or that meal that I'm doing tonight or like a side dish. And it's, it's just all timing. And I think it's hard, like when you're following recipes, you don't get the timing, but like, if you get more used to cooking, you figure out like how long things take and what fits in between. I even have time to wash dishes in in between there. (laughs) (laughs) So, yo, no, I'm confident you can do this, Nelson. You got another month to work on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I feel like I'm a fairly competent cook, but mincing garlic is the bane of my existence. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Chopping and mincing garlic. Oh, it is just takes forever. I don't mm-hmm. know. But anyway, I made a bunch of stuff this week. Starting off the week, I made a sausage and cabbage skillet. Cabbage lasts a long time, by the way. Wow, I've had this cabbage for a week and a half and it has not gone bad. I thought I was going to throw it away, but then I looked at it and I'm like, wow, it's still good. Okay, I'm going to make I'm make something out of it. I wasn't planning a trip to Chinatown, so I had some shrimp and I made some of my favorite dishes. I made honey walnut prawns. I made a Hong Kong style baked pork chop rice that I normally get from A Plus Hong Kong Kitchen. I made that myself. I promised our friend Annie Eats Food I would make one of her recipes from her blog through Annie's window. Her pork katsu curry is an awesome recipe. Mm -hmm. Monica, I knew this technique before, but it just kind of passed through my mind. You freeze your pork chops after you dip it in panko and the egg wash and the flour, Mm -hmm. and you freeze it Mm -hmm. for about an hour, and it fries up so perfectly because the panko stays on to the pork chop. It's really good. Then with my leftover prawns, because I had some leftovers from the honey walnut prawns, I found a recipe in one of my Chinese cookbooks and I made prawn stuffed with garlic. Mm. Yes. Total time of eating, all of that, probably 30 minutes. Total time (laughs) cooking, 300 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nelson. Uh, (laughs) Well... I, I have to say the honey walnut prawns look really good. And I when I was watching your story, I'm just like, yeah, you go, Nelson. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I can cook all that stuff too, but honestly, I'm just too lazy. <laughs> well, no, no, I totally agree. <laughs> I, I'm a fairly okay chef. I, I cook stuff all the time, but 
yeah, when when we're eating out and doing all this and going to events, mm-hmm. I don't have that time to cook and I don't have two hours to prep everything and mm-hmm. cook and deep fry things. I totally agree with you. It's just, it's hard. I don't understand, Monica, how you're able to cook for three people. That's my, that's my understanding. Every, like, not every day, but Uh yeah, five to seven days a week. Yeah. I have such an appreciation for my parents because they had to cook (laughs) every day for us when we were kids. And it was just not one dish. Mm -hmm. It's like four dishes plus rice. I don't understand. It's so hard to cook dinner. (laughs) I think it's easier to cook for three people versus one. I think it's really hard to cook for one person, um, to Mm -hmm. find recipes that are just around one person. And, and honestly, it's hard to cook for my family because like my kid is picky. My husband doesn't eat chicken, which again, mind blown. Like, (laughs) like, so that takes chicken off the table, but Cole loves chicken. And so it's just like, Oh my gosh. So, so I have to like do these chicken breasts for him that I make on the side. And then I do another like um, non chicken based entree. And so at any given time we have two to three different types of food going on for every meal rolling over um, in between what we're cooking and what we're getting as, takeaway and it's just it's super stressful but you know if if i had three people that ate everything i would love them a lot more but right now i kind of only love them about 40 yeah. percent. <laughs> so yeah your husband's not gonna like me because i have several chicken recipes this upcoming week <laughs> it's the smell he says it's the smell and the taste <laughs> i'm thinking taiwanese popcorn chicken that's mm. one of the things maybe a chicken rice bowl I saw this recipe in my Chinese cookbook mm-hmm. where you make traditional chicken rice. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that with lop churn and mushrooms with dehydrated mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I watched YouTube. And for some reason, this was recommended for me. John Legend's famous fried chicken. Ooh. Yeah. I watched the 12 minute video. And after watching, it, I was like, I think I can do that. <laughs> so okay. we might, we might <laughs> do some fried fun. chicken. And we might do some fried chicken this week. I don't know. Is there a Brian involved? No, there's no Brian involved. What are you talking about? I highly recommend a Brian. Oh, you you said Brian. I thought you said Brian. <laughs> yeah, like, do you have any Brian's in the house? <laughs> like, Monica, we're still in phase one. Emerald City Eater or Bam Bam Lamb Chops are not coming over to help me cook. Yes, there is going to be a Brian involved. Yes, a B-R-I-N-E, not a B-R-I-A-N. <laughs> Brian makes it juicy. <laughs> Brian too, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I'm going to save my takeout for after you've talked because you have a long list of takeout that you ate this week. So tell us about what you did. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it. So like I said, uh, just really regular everyday cooking. So no real highlights. But I will say that for lunch one day, I did make a really quick chicken and broccoli stir fry for my son because he was kind of bummed out about an assignment. Didn't have time to make his own lunch. 15 minutes from start to finish. So anyway. (laughs) Show off. (laughs) And what's more impressive is you made, you got your son to eat broccoli. That's hard for a kid. Right. That's (laughs) <laughs> right chicken and broccoli stir fry that was good okay take out take away delivery let's let's do it so i actually myself i actually went to susu's location because as you know my brother taylor's been going and he's been providing me with the goods so i actually went there got to talk to katie and five for a little bit and i got their queen amon queen 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 amon and some <laughs> of their vietnamese iced coffee you know, I've never had their uh, pastry before until they opened the shop, and it's actually quite well done for Queen Amon. Um, you know, I'm a fan of those. I eat them all over town. Any chance I get for somebody to make me Vietnamese iced coffee, I'm taking it because it just takes me a long time and it's just not worth the hassle. Yum. Where else? Ooh, we did a family night at Ivers. Uh, we got fish and chips. I love the cod. And I also like to get the clams. I don't eat all the fries because it's way too much fries, but I just like deep fried clams and the white chowder and sometimes when i can plan ahead right i'll go and buy extra chowder bowls from like a bakery and then i'll just have all these chowder bowls because the best way to eat chowder is in a chowder bowl nice sourdough soft bread so that's ivers let's see hey national bubble tea day we got Mm -hmm. to celebrate last week i was headed to another bubble tea place but i saw a line 
And even though they were socially distanced at six feet, it still looked like a really long line to me. Can I just say that I'm going to hate that about the phases is standing in line. I'm just, I'm not down with that at all. No, I'm not doing lines. I went to Costco (laughs) twice. Mm -hmm. The first time I went because the line was around the corner, Mm -hmm. around two corners. I drove back home. (laughs) And then the second time I woke up extremely early Right after the senior citizen hours from eight to nine, I got there at nine ten, mm-hmm. and there was there was just maybe ten people waiting in line. So I was that was tolerable. Duh, yikes! Yeah, no lines for me. No lines. No. Okay. So then I went by that place, and then I went to Yifeng, and then I got mm-hmm. uh, brown sugar boba, one of my faves. Really easy to order there, guys. And there was no line. There was like one person there ahead of me. Uh, and did you poke your straw in the correct way that they taught us? <laughs> I am an expert straw poker now. I'll just have you know. I got that poked down. <laughs> and But, you know, I just thought that it was a great way to celebrate National Bubble Tea Day and show that I miss both you and Brian and hanging out with you guys to show the video. Yeah. The straw. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh- <laughs> Okay, next up, I think we both went to this place. And so we, we can both talk about this place. I went to Fa Bak uh, Soup Shop for uh, Smoke Brisket Fa, and that's a collab with Mangosteen. And uh, you ended up there too, right? I did end up there. I, However, I did not get cut and cook barbecue slash mm-hmm. Mangosteen. Mm-hmm. I was doing a Saturday project and it took a lot longer than I had planned. And by the time I was done, I didn't realize that it was five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So... I missed out on the order. So I'm going to have to go back and get mangosteen and cut and cook barbecue. Mm-hmm. But I did go to Fabak. I got their Bumbo Way mm-hmm. and I got their twice fried, deep fried chicken wings with mm-hmm. tamarind sauce. Mm. People love it, apparently. Apparently, a specific food celebrity on YouTube, Mike Chen, aka Jackie Chan Mini, <laughs> aka Jackie Chan Jr., uh, apparently <laughs> loves these wings. They're good. They're good. Yeah, I like them. Love Fubok. They're great. Nothing against Fubok, but I just think Mangosteen's wings are just better, Monica. I'm just going to say it right now. I know. I just keep telling people. I'm just like, well, you know, don't don't hate, whatever. Do do you, do you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else did I? Oh, I got delivery from Sticky Sweets and Treats. So yeah. as soon as I found out they were doing delivery, I was all over it. I got both the coconut sticky rice and I got the black sesame. So far though, I ate the coconut sticky rice and it comes with the quinoa crumble. And then Nelson Caramel Kitchen that we met at um, Seattle Cake Con, uh, mm-hmm. we had some caramel from them. And so I squeezed yeah. some of that on top of so delicious. And what's great about sticky sweets and treats is that you can freeze it and it just stays in there. And just when you're ready to eat it, leave it out for 30 minutes and then microwave it for like three minutes and you're ready to go. You're good to go. And I was skeptical that that would work. It worked, it worked really well. Like the texture was on point. Like it was almost like Tanner's mom was there. Sticky mom. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Shout out to Sticky mom. Sticky, sticky mom, mom. What's up? What's up, Sticky mom? Bring me some coconut sticky treats out to Issaquah. <laughs> sticky mom. I'm waiting. Okay. Guys, cool. deliver everything to Issaquah, please. Please deliver. Nelson, nobody delivers to Issaquah. Forget yes, it. they do. I'm getting something <laughs> delivered on this this week. So they nice. started delivering it to me. Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> What else did I have? Ooh, I had Eleanor's yogurt, vanilla bean. I'm, you know, I'm on this vanilla bean kick. I love a lot of their yogurts, but lately the vanilla bean is what my jam is. And I had it with some tall grass bakery granola and fresh blackberries. Like I love blackberries this time of year and just, I just can't get enough of them. Delicious. Mm. And the end of my takeaway for today is mangosteen. So you tried to get there in time. I made it in time. I got a fried chicken family meal. You can get fried chicken with your choice of sauce. So if you like the honey garlic teriyaki, do that. But you know me, I'm always going to go for the mangosteen wings for that sauce. You get mashed potatoes, smoked carrots. And let me tell you, Nelson, these smoked mm-hmm. carrots, they were super smoky. In fact, my husband was <laughs> saying, he goes, how does he get them that smoky? He goes, like, I go to like barbecue joints, restaurants, like nobody gets carrots as smoky. Like, how do you do it? I'm just like, it's called a smoker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think barbecue joints throw carrots in the smoker that often, <laughs> right? Right. right. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, cheddar bacon biscuits. So that was a real treat. I didn't know he was going to be making those. But, you know, let me tell you the star of the show. I mean, all that was good. 
But I tried out the chicken sando. Mind-blowing, Nelson. Okay. Anything? I don't okay. know if you saw Bam Bam Lamb Chop's story. I did he, see it. He says it's better than Helen Ray's. And I've never been oh. to Helen Ray's, so I can't say. All I can tell you is this chicken sando is amazing. And again, like super tender, juicy chicken, well-flavored. The components of it, just the mix of the ingredients and the aioli is just, it's it's so, you've got to try this, Nelson. I'm just Okay. All right. Wow, that sounds good. Yes, yeah. chicken sando does look good. I was looking at the bris- mile high brisket sandwich too, as well. We had that last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the whole menu already, Nelson. You're too late. <laughs> I've had it all. <laughs> well, the chasu ribs sold yeah. out when I looked on the menu. That's so, what I, I heard. Um, because mm-hmm. Seattle Bites just messaged me earlier and said that they were sold out. And I've eaten those two weeks in a row. And then I also had super mango, which is my favorite mango drink. And so I felt like felt like I was out there walking on the street. During the market, okay. so good, so good. <laughs> All right, where did you go for takeaway? Well, I mentioned we went. I went to Fubok Soup mm-hmm. Shop, so I did get that. And then I had something in Issaquah, Dickie's Barbecue. They reached out to me and they said, "Okay, come and try it." So I went and got a picnic pack, and I also got a slow pulled pork sandwich from them. Yeah, I, I'm just that's why I think I'm all brisket out right now because I got the brisket that came with the family pack. <laughs> and then for National Bubble Tea Day, I went to Happy Lemon because lo and behold, there's a Happy Lemon in Issaquah. <laughs> Was gonna go and get my regular strawberry green tea, but I saw them doing ube drinks. I guess that's a special right now. Mm-hmm. So I got the ube milk tea with ube boba. Wow. Yeah. What's ube so, boba like? Boba that's a little bit lighter. <laughs> I guess that's how I would describe it. It tastes like ube. <laughs> oh, it doesn't? Okay. It does taste kind of taste like ube. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is really good. Uh, yeah, I, I'd recommend it. I asked the person. I try to limit my talking because I, again, social distancing. I try to, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to spread any, as many germs anywhere. But I, I had to ask the person that was working the cashier. I was like, do you prefer black tea ube? Which I usually get because I, I don't normally get milk drinks for bubble mm-hmm. tea or the milk ube. And he said the milk ube is really good. He recommended it. I got it. Not normally doing it, but YOLO. <laughs> just, do people still say that? I don't know. I went ahead and got it, and yeah, I think I would order that again, or even try the black tea next time, just to see the difference. Mm-hmm. Huh? Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you drink milk tea. Like, order it willingly. I think the last time I ordered it was back in Vancouver, and it was Shinfu Tong. Mm-hmm. Oh, the most disappointing brown sugar boba I've ever had in my life. Maybe it was too overhyped or whatever it was. When I drank it, I was like, what? This is why people love it so much. I did not get it. It was hmm. so bad. I had to get another boba later in the day. That was hmm. how disappointing. I know how disappointing. Yeah. Well, Monica, let's move on to the next segment because speaking of drinks, AKA I was thinking Dow going to coffee. And then I guess there's <laughs> other people making other things too. I thought it'd be fun this week to talk about TikTok. Monica, everybody knows if people were listening to the previous show, you have a secret TikTok account. I've been, and I've been watching personally for hours and hours and hours of TikTok dance challenges at night. I don't get it. I've been trying to learn the different choreography and it's so hard. I don't know. It's a little obsessive for me right now. Well, this week, TikTok just hit 2 billion downloads. And in the first quarter of 2020, it reached 315 million downloads, which is the most downloads for any app anywhere. So Monica, I thought it'd be a great idea. Convince me why I should not think about the Chinese government taking away my data and I should create a TikTok account. Go. FYI, the Chinese government already has your data. So don't use TikTok <laughs> as an excuse not to join. Like just FYI. Okay. So my, my, my account is not a secret TikTok. I'm not keeping it a secret. I'm, I'm experimenting and exploring. So I don't know that I'll keep it. So here's, here's why you should create an account, Nelson. This is like the Wild West. And so Instagram has all these rules, especially since Facebook bought them out, right? So it's totally different. They've changed the face of everything. But like TikTok is still in that phase where there are not quite as many rules. And Mm -hmm. even if there are rules, because of the amount of people who have joined since quarantine, those rules are kind of shaken up a little bit, right? So you have have like a mass entrance of like people since COVID started um, on top of all the people who are already there. And so there were kind of some rules before that, but now the rules are all shaked up. So it's, it's a fun time to come in. 
those challenges, like the dance ones, that's uh-huh. that's kind of fun to watch, right? I mean, very much. And you know what it reminds me of in dating myself? Um, it reminds me of like when we used to watch music videos and we used to dance in our living room <laughs> trying to copy them. It kind of reminds me of the same thing. And so it's just the, the new iteration of that. I thought you were going to say MySpace. And I was just like, wow, this is really old. <laughs> no, no. Um, I love the tutorials. I think the tutorials are quick. Because of that, they have to be on point. And so really what I'm looking for with tutorials is somebody conveying three to five really clear ideas in a matter of seconds and how to do them. So I watch tutorials on like photography, on, you know, cooking, on um, Instagram, on on all kinds of things. And, And so like, yeah, you can go and watch YouTube, but quite frankly, sometimes eight minutes bores me. And definitely 35 minutes bores me. <laughs> like I was watching a YouTube uh, yesterday, uh, this white balance thing. It was like a white balance tool. And my mm-hmm. husband walked by. He's just like, are you watching an infomercial? And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I am. But, <laughs> but it's not like that on TikTok. Everything moves really fast. And so, again, like they have a certain amount of time to convey ideas. And I think like the amount of creativity and also really clear branding that goes into that is pretty special. I think the app has really interesting elements to apply to pictures and videos. Um, I'm having fun exploring some of those. And also, Nelson, as you know from Dalgona Coffee, TikTok is influencing what happens on Instagram. And so if you're on TikTok watching and, you know, the algorithm is channeling you in a certain way, you're going to know what happens on Instagram before it happens. You're ahead of the game. Hmm. Okay. I, I see it. And I, I like it. I think one of the things I really like is the voiceover feature. <laughs> when you're doing videos, I think I've been watching a lot of TSP Yum of Seattle's cooking tutorials and yeah. some other people too as well. It makes a lot of sense what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it is shortened. But I, I feel like I'm able to get all the instructions all in under a minute. So yeah, I think that's for sure. the yeah, best I think that's thing great. about it. And, and you're right. So I've been watching some of Luna's stuff as well. And uh, the one that popped up today is the best focaccia you'll ever Yeah, meet. the best focaccia. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. And then, you know, um, our friend um, Vanessa from uh, Seattle Food Zine, one half of Seattle Food Zine, um, she's doing makeup tutorials that are actually quite fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. so um, those are cool, too. And what I love about TikTok is that I'm seeing different people. So, you know, I mean, even though I follow like thousands of people on Instagram and then even other ones that I don't follow, but see, I feel like it's a known quantity. Like I still feel like I know, you know, people, whereas like on TikTok, I feel like I know nobody. And so that's kind of exciting. As you'll hear in today's interview, you can have a viral moment on TikTok. Apparently it just comes out of nowhere and it's just random. I think Mish from uh, last week's episode, Hello Mischief, she had mm-hmm. a viral moment. I think she had like 20,000 views. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I love hers too. Like the ones she was lip syncing to kids saying, trying to say words. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like the popsicle one. Blah, 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 the popsicle blah, blah. one. Like the tim- <laughs> yeah. No, I love those. I think they're hilarious. I saw those. I said, I first started seeing it on Twitter and I saw her do it. It's hilarious. I think it's the expressions. I think that's why it's so funny for me. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I am just wondering about the algorithm, Monica, because I don't mm-hmm. want to see one video of drag racing cars. And all of a sudden I'm loaded with a thousand videos of drag racing cars. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's what happened to me, I think, on Facebook. I liked one picture of some random thing. I don't know what it was. It was some sort of African dance. And then all of a sudden, I got 10 videos of African dances. <laughs> like, what, what just happened here? <laughs> well, that happens to me sometimes. So I just reset it by searching for something that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, because at one point when I first started watching the um, – photography tutorials that's all I was seeing and then so I just you know went and searched for another category and just started liking a couple things to reset it so that it had more variety because I like a variety in my feed awesome okay Monica last question for you tell us what your TikTok account is so people can follow it it's Moni B Seattle (laughs) oh that's so melodramatic (laughs) (laughs) you're melodramatic You're all like, no, <laughs> you're all like drama, drama island. Like, tell us what's your TikTok username. <laughs> I'm just like, duh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All convincing arguments, Monica. I'm still thinking about it, but now I am leaning towards creating an account. Stay tuned. 
Stay tuned, listeners. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, Monica, let's move on. We have an interview today. Tell us about it. Yes. Our interview today is with William Hubble, one of the co-founders of one of Seattle's most beloved food trucks. Here's our interview with William of Sugar and Spoon. Hey, everybody. Today, we're talking to William Hubble, one of the founders of Sugar and Spoon. They serve up edible cookie dough on two food trucks and at a micro scoop shop in the U District. Welcome to the show, William. Thanks so much for having me, Monica. I appreciate it. Oh, I am so excited. I am a fangirl of your products, and we have known each other for quite a while. Why don't we get started with you telling us a little bit about Sugar and Spoon? For sure. So Sugar and Spoon started just about two years ago, which is crazy because we met that long ago, believe it or not, Monica. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it started off as just a school project, has turned into Seattle's first safety cookie dough company. We use no eggs in our product and heat-treated flour. So what we say is you can finally enjoy your favorite treat straight from our product. So post-college, Yvonne and I kind of jumped in and bought our first food truck off of Craigslist, and we knew absolutely nothing. But since then, we've been able to grow our company into, like you said, the two trucks which operate nearly daily and our little walk-up window on University Way. Mm -hmm. Life-changing. And you're right. And as I was doing a little bit of uh, research for our interview today, I was going back to like, you know, when it started as a school project. And I'm just like, well, hold on just a second. I've known William for this long. So was it right then? And it seemed like it was. So yeah. So I, you did. I was in the entrepreneurship minor and Ivana was in the entrepreneurship major and kind of as that senior capstone project, the class is called creating a company. And in two quarters, you form a team. The first quarter you spend coming up with your product, receiving funding from the school. And then the second quarter is all about selling. And in the midst of that second quarter, Ivana and I are looking at each other like, okay, we might be onto something. This might be something that we may have to do post-college. And while all of our friends took what we call real jobs, we leaped and took the pursuit of cookie dough. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, real jobs are overrated. And the reality is that you have a real life and you've you both of you have built an amazing brand behind you. And I just I'm so excited that that you're here with us today. Because again, like, Seattle loves you. We just love it's, you. It's been a crazy journey. It's been a wild ride. Every day brings a new adventure. And I think that's what keeps it so fun. It does. It does. Okay. So you have regular menu items. And so I can tell you some of my favorites, but you also have special flavors. So what are some of your most popular flavors right now? We're always constantly creating fun and new flavors to like match season or what customers are recommending. But definitely one of our most fun flavors is our cookie monster. It's our bright blue cookie dough. It's loaded with cookie crisp cereal and Oreos. So it's totally life-changing. It'll dye your tongue blue and definitely a memorable flavor. My favorite flavor is our party animal. It's a sugar cookie base. It's dyed pink and it's loaded with mother's circus cookies, the ones that mom always said no to at the grocery store. And <laughs> but we also have those classics. So stick with that classic chocolate chip or holy oats our oatmeal. Lots of flavors. Absolutely. The chocolate chip is a is a favorite in our household, but you just got done running the Girl Scout cookie ones. And actually, I, I didn't think that it would call to me, but the lemon one really, really did. And, and so I'm always looking for special new flavors because I do see you guys quite often. And my all time favorite is the campfire. And so I'm hoping that this summer you'll bring it back. Okay, two notes on that. One, the Girl Scout flavors for March were so fun. We featured our Thin Mint, our Samoa, and our Lemon Up. And it's always so fun just between interacting with guests and our staff, kind of fighting over our favorite flavors. And Lemon, mm -hmm. we thought was going to be the underdog, but it actually ended up being the one we ordered most. So crazy how that one came out. And then for S'mores, it's funny because, yes, that flavor is delicious. It's our signature mm -hmm. base loaded with marshmallow fluff, Hershey's chunks, graham crackers, and then it's topped with more Hershey's chunks, graham cracker dust, and roasted mini marshmallows. And of course, the summertime is our busiest time. Mm -hmm. So it's so funny because usually in the summer, we have one staff member on usually just to do the campfire toppings because it's, <laughs> it's a long process. Mm -hmm. So it's funny. Yes, we're excited to bring that flavor back. We're looking for marshmallow roasters if anyone's interested. Yeah, right. Well, you know, my kid is getting to be working age, so maybe he's into marshmallow roasting. <laughs> you become part of the squad. Right, right. There you go. Yeah, I remember when you were running it, I was like every chance I got, I was getting it. <laughs> it was just so good. So I'm excited. Okay, so I think it was really super clear before COVID how well you guys were doing. And honestly, things have changed a bit, right? And so we're headed for a new month, you know, another month of new normal. So first of all, how has it impacted your business? 
Yeah, Monica, things have totally switched. So in the beginning of March, we had all of our locations operating daily and we just hit 42 employees. But March 15th, we were forced to shut down both the Chucks and the walk-up window, which focused us to put more efforts into our online store. It was always something that we didn't prioritize and it was more of like a, when we have time item to Ivana and I. Well, now it's turned into our primary revenue stream and we were forced to dial in and learn. But since the launching of our online store, we've seen huge support from Seattle and we thank everyone so much for that. We've also been able to rehire a good amount of our staff and assist us in making the cookie dough deliveries between Everett and Olympia. Mm-hmm. More so behind the scenes, um, we're working on extending these local deliveries into a nationwide shipping process, which is really excited. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool for this to also be an opportunity to grow a new part of our business. I really appreciate that because I think one of the things about you guys is that I love your hustle. You know, when people think about hustle, you think, you know, you own your own business, you have to hustle. I see and talk to businesses every day. And what I know is that your hustle is real and it's there and that energy. And I think that's a huge part of it, like the ability to learn and to pivot and to be open to new ideas and do what you need to do just to get just get it done. Right. And so I appreciate that so much about you guys. Thank you so much. We have a blast. Our staff included. We always come onto the truck and first thing you got to do is connect your phone to the aux cord and get some good music going. We always have Monster on deck, lots of energy drinks, and we really have a good time. So thank you for that. 42 employees. I had no idea because usually I see I see the truck at Westlake. And then um, I have to say my favorite thing about going to the one on the Ave is that I often grab uh, fried chicken from Chimac. And so I'm sitting across the street staring at the window and waiting <laughs> till I can go over there after I finish my food. It's a constant reminder across the street. It does. And then my perfect day is I'll go to Chimac, I'll go to the window, and then I'll drive up the street for some for some boba on the way home. And so that's my my typical U District crawl. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Okay, let's see. One of the things that we always do on the show, and you're a listener, so you know, is what are we eating? What are some of your favorite places to eat in the Seattle area? And I know we can't go to all of them right now, but I think, you know, as we go through these different phases of getting back to normal, um, people like to start thinking about where they're going. So what are like three places that that you love? Okay, this is the hardest question you've asked me. Because <laughs> one, working like at Westlake, you're surrounded by so many good places. So first mm-hmm. thing that come to mind are, my Beecher's mac and cheese. Got to have mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. There's a little shop called Country Dough in Pike Place Market. It's kind of tucked mm-hmm. behind there. They have really good dumplings. I love them in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And I have to say Japanessa for happy hour or Lola's mm-hmm. for an after work treat and cocktail. Oh, my goodness. That's a really good list. Uh, love Beecher's for sure. My only wish is that they would fry their cheese curds. Like it would just kill if they did that, right? Great idea. Maybe we're onto something here, Monica. <laughs> um, you know, I'll let you in on a little secret. I have a really good recipe for it. It's just the execution part, but uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> I'm enjoying a cheese truck. <laughs> right. And country dough, I both like celebrated when you said that. And then I also kind of cringe because I think it's like one of the best kept secrets at Pike. And again, tucked away, like you said, but their food is so good. And I love going there. And so, yeah, kudos to you. But like now more people know about it. <laughs> I know it's like country dough. There's so many great dumpling places in Seattle and dumplings are definitely one of my favorite foods, but it's a great place to be. In Pike Place Market, walk over with your takeout food and enjoy the wheel or look at the view. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. And Hapanessa, for sure. Um, I love going there, too. But, you know, I just over the years, it's gotten so crowded with tourists. And so you're right. Like happy hour is a good time where you can get a seat at the bar. You don't have to wait for a table. Prices are a little bit lower and then you can get what you like. They they actually have. Happy hour is my favorite because I feel like I can spend the same amount as I would have, but I can eat double. <laughs> Oh, I feel like eating double is my life. So, <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's see. Is there anything that we missed that you want to talk about? I can bring up our online store. We have some super cool products right now. And like I mentioned, we're delivering everywhere. Up north is Everett and as south is Olympia. So mm-hmm. now's your chance to head to sugarspoondough.com. Click on shop and check out all of our flavors. We've also recently collaborated with Seattle's Best Florists. This week, we're running Mother's Day specials, and all purchases will be delivered for free and contactless on Mother's Day. So get your mom what she wants. Keep her happy with cookie dough and flowers. It really doesn't get better. Um, We have several options, so come check us out. 
Oh my gosh. You guys, uh, contactless delivery is amazing. So y'all sent me uh, some cookie dough, a pack of cookie dough, and it was so delicious. And it was pretty much, it's like, it's like every day is my birthday. I mean, so many things come into the house that every day I open the door and there's like stuff sitting on my porch. And I'm just like, yes, life should be this way. <laughs> yes. Food delivered makes quarantine a little bit sweeter. So it's definitely important right now. It is. It is. Thank you so much. So where can I just find you on social media? Instagram is definitely the best place to follow us mm -hmm. at Sugar Spoon. We're always posting our new flavors, our pop-up locations, and we do a lot of promos and giveaways to keep our followers engaged. Yeah. You know, you guys are on TikTok. Oh my gosh. Don't start <laughs> TikTok right now. We're going to be talking for another 15 minutes. <laughs> well, we have a little bit of time, but um, so yeah. So yeah, you guys have a TikTok, right? Is And who started that? Was that you or like one of your workers or what? Okay, TikTok was introduced to Sugar and Spoon as kind of a joke. We were playing around with the app on the truck and kind of doing more behind the scenes fun stuff and silly stuff with the squad. It turned out that it brought us like some of our newest hires and it brought us a lot of customers. TikTok reached out to us and we did this amazing, crazy giveaway event at UW where we gave away hundreds of kids free cookie dough for finals week. But it's just been really fun to kind of give, I would say, our like biggest fans a little sneak peek of behind the scenes of all the fun and craziness that goes on inside the truck mm -hmm. uh, yeah come check us out on tiktok <laughs> okay uh, no thank you so much for sharing i mean i think in the food community tiktok is a little hit and miss um it, it's a different platform but it's also a really exciting way to engage people and so i love seeing you guys on there we hold nothing back it's very truthful yeah i think that's the spirit of tiktok it's just it's that realness right yes all right, William. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun chatting with you. And that's our interview with William Hubble. Nelson, as I mentioned in the interview, I love the hustle. William and Ivana have been, they just have tremendous energy and it's led to success in just two years. And I'm such a huge fan of their cookie dough. I was listening to the interview and one of the things that really impressed me for two people that are extremely young by the way they went to UW Monica did you not know that hmm I feel like other people I know have been to UW yeah I can't put my finger on it but anyway yeah. back to William and Ivana <laughs> they are awesome what I really impressed with they created an infrastructure that was perfect and they were able to transition with all of this economic downturn with COVID because they mm -hmm. already had an online store built Mm -hmm. And so all they did was pivot and basically move majority of their resources mm -hmm. towards their online site. And they were still able to continue employing, what is it, 42 employees? Was yeah. that what, what the number was? Yeah. yeah. So impressive. Back to that amount. I know. So impressive. And they're so nice, too. Oh, so nice. <laughs> cookie Monster. I do love the Cookie Monster. Although Party Animal was the first one I ever had. And mm -hmm. I still go to the Party Animal flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I miss the cereal milk. They used to do the mm -hmm. shots of the cereal milk. That was so good. I also like their hot chocolate. Their hot chocolate was really good as well. They'll probably bring that back back in the wintertime. Mm. Hopefully, maybe. So everybody, go follow them. Sugar and Spoon, check them out. They're on the online store. They deliver all the way from Olympia up north to Everett. So <laughs> but not there should be good. no excuse. <laughs> well, they, they mentioned north and south. Not as a not east and west. So I don't know. What, I don't know where the range and radius is there. God, you're so mean. Oh, Monica's so mean. Monica's so mean. Issaquah is a very great city, even though everything closes at ten. But it's safe. <laughs> I got a great education from this city. <laughs> Are you trying to sell uh, me on Issaquah now? Yes, I am. <laughs> You're going to need more compelling arguments than that. <laughs> All <Okay>. right. <laughs> All right, Monica. Well, hey, guess what? We've got another four more weeks of this stuff. I'm I so know. excited. Are you? Can you see my excitement? Uh, totally yeah. excited. Totally excited. <laughs> I have I have goals. Uh, I want to put on twenty pounds extra. <laughs> goals and gains. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was like, yes, we got one more month of this. That means I have one more month to recover from my weight gain. This is mm, awesome. I know, me too. <laughs> I can start exercising now. <laughs> 
Because I go back to binging Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Scandal. Go back to watching Scandal and eating my popcorn. <laughs> Have you been doing the exercise videos? Yes, I've been watching the exercise videos. <laughs> they're very interesting. I've been those watching people, them. Those people really look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> Nelson, I'll check you in for the workout. Yes, please do. I was watching the video when I was on the couch. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, tell your husband to come over this week, pick up all the chicken, because I'm going to be cooking up all the chicken oh, in Issaquah. Yeah. Sweet. Tell him to do that. All right. He's on it. He's on it. <laughs> 15 minutes. I don't believe. I don't believe, Monica. <laughs> you don't believe? No. 15 I'm gonna, minutes? I'm going to have to do like a like a timer to do it. Monica, it takes me 15 minutes to get all the ingredients out from the refrigerator. I don't understand. All right. Here, I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to take a, It's going to take like a minute. Okay. Chicken breast <laughs> out of the fridge. Sliced up into slices. Pre-made teriyaki sauce on. Mix in cornstarch to help the teriyaki sauce bind to the chicken. Put it on the side. Cut up broccoli into florets. Put it on a steamer. Turn on high. Steam. Get the chicken. Cook the chicken. Chicken done. Broccoli done. Put them together. Put on a plate. (laughs) Done. (laughs) See, you cheated because you didn't make your own teriyaki sauce. So I can make my own teriyaki sauce. (laughs) I don't even use a recipe because we drink teriyaki sauce in Hawaii and have it in our blood. It's IV'd in. (laughs) It is water, shoyu, brown sugar. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. (laughs) So you can call it cheating if you want. Whatever, man. Don't be a hater. (laughs) Yeah, that's easy. It takes one minute to talk your way through it. But to cut and do all that, it takes two hours, Monica. We all know that. It takes you two hours. (laughs) Because you had a knife skills course. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you should get your money back. Shots fired. (laughs) Maybe you should get your money back, Nelson. Shots fired. Oh, man. All right, everyone. That's enough for today. (laughs) I can't take any more ridiculing. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful time. Thank you so much for listening. Happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.